Hello, I want to thank you for checking out this video. I had an amazing time with author Kyle Cannon and talking about erotica versus porn and what he writes and what other people write and just the actual lifestyle itself. Um, I think you're going to find this one really, really good and amazing. And I hope you do. So it's a long one. Please follow through. And of course, Check out Kyle's information in the description below. Check out his books. They're all over the place. He's actually an amazing author. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you checking out Kyle. Please leave some comments. Let me know what you really think when you read the books so we can give it back that information back to him. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Opinion Opportunity. I am your host, Don Gringo, and today we are currently very lucky and I'm really excited because I didn't know how this was going to turn out. But we have a legitimate erotica author with us, Kyle Cannon. So good. So external microphone works really good there, Kyle. <laughs> We're going to get you tech savvy here. Don't you worry. So okay, let's start it over. So you're 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 an author. You got 15 novels underneath your belt. Obviously, they must be really good if you got 15 underneath your belt. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I think so, and I I probably undersell myself too much, but. Um, my last, uh, novel, my, my last story did great. Um, pre-sales were amazing and I, I actually broke the top 100 in, um, erotica books on Amazon, um, at least on my opening day. So I, I consider that a, a good, good check mark. I would definitely say so, but obviously this is the first time we're getting together and any of my audience would have you no know, recognized, no seen you. So why the mask? So the, the, the short version of that is a lot of my stories are based on truth. And, and a lot of my stories are based on things my wife and I have done. And we have very conservative friends and family in our life prior to this. <laughs> and we, we don't want to, the big thing is we don't want to hurt them. And we, I, we've got, both of us have family that would, run screaming to the hills if they found out we attended nudist resorts, much less any of the other stuff that we've done. Well, that definitely kills the thing we just were previously trying to talk about. Does life imitate art or does art imitate life? <laughs> I guess you've got that all wrapped up. But uh, just so so obviously you, you're wearing a mask for your own protection. So maybe if, uh, you know, if it makes you feel better, I decided that, you know, I could I could help out here. Right? <laughs> I could help out here. You know, you got the half, top half, I'll get the bottom half. How about that? That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I picked this thing up, but I figured if I heard you were wearing a mask, I said, you know what? It'll be a funny joke. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's something my wife and I have been doing. Uh, we, we've also done some um, uh, video podcasts, and we both have worn masks for that, and, and for the same reason, and we have for a long time, um, since, I, since I've been doing the writing and... Lily also does all of my audiobooks and she does audiobooks for other authors. So um, we've got a vested interest in keeping our our superhero identity secret. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta be honest, when I came across you, um, and I'm not saying I'm old, I'm 43, for God's sakes, but I never, and I'm obviously of a different generation than you. We have previously discussed, you're what, in your 50s, you, you, you yeah, said? Yeah. So we're of a different generation because of a 10-year, at least a 10-year age gap here. But how does somebody 
like a man, I've never, I've never met anyone. I would say my generation is a lot more liberal than your generation. How does a man get into writing erotica? Uh, God, do we have two or three hours? <laughs> <laughs> Short condensed version. How about that? <laughs> so, so the, the, uh, the, the short version is, um, uh, God, I don't know that there is a short version. First of all, I will say there's a lot more men writing erotica than you might think. Um, a lot of men. My mind, when you say that we had that, when we briefly met, you said what, at least seven that, you know, at least, um, we have, we have a podcast that we do called, uh, speak seductively and we interview a lot of, and by the way, everyone, the, the, every, everything's in the description. So you can reach out to Kyle and his wife, you can follow them. Everything's in the description. I'm sorry, but I want to make sure we give you that shameless plug. No, thank you. And I'll, I'll add a little kudo to it. I just learned that we were voted, uh, one of the top 24 erotica podcasts in 2021. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not- <laughs> he got the books to back it up. Right. And I guess the <laughs> well, the life experience to go with it. <laughs> well, so, he, so the answer to your question is, um, it goes back about 10 years ago. My wife and I were on vacation in Hawaii and, um, we were exploring Oahu and, found a nudist beach on the North shore. And my wife had done some modeling before and she'd done some very artistic nudes in college and all of that kind of stuff. Um, She was always the more daring of the two of us. But so we, we literally stumbled across this beach and had walked a mile from our car to get there and decided what the hell, let's just go ahead and stay. And I dropped my swimsuit and then we've never looked back. Well, so that's a, that's so a hell of act- a decision. I'm just saying it's a, it's a hell of a decision. I'm just going to drop trow and yeah, I'm never looking back. Everything's good, right? I mean, well, and that's where the writing comes in because we we did that and we we went back to that beach every day for the next uh, two weeks because we found it 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 liberating and 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 natural and it didn't feel weird after the first two seconds. Um, and there were other people there. So it, it just, it was fitting in with the, the group that was there. Um, but yeah, the but writing that's not, part, that's came, not what I, I would guess. That's not the majority of people would not feel that that's liberating. I mean, they would not even get to the point where they would step foot on the beach. So you, who you would say your wife is the more daring. How the hell does she even, well, I guess, yeah, you were following your wife. I know, not your wife at the time, but I guess, but <laughs> you guess, yeah, I guess anything for a woman. Right. So, I mean, well, actually I was the one who, when we got down there, I, she was ready to leave. And I'm like, no, why, why, why? it's a beautiful beach. Let's, let's stick around. And I, I decided I was going to go natural with everybody else who was down there. There were about, 30, maybe 40 other people at the beach at the time. And um, she, I remember she just laughed and then she lost her suit and we spent the rest of the day there. And like I said, after the first couple of minutes, it's, you you forget that you're, you forget you're nude. Yeah. But how do you go from nude beach to writing erotica? Now understand the title I put on this was is erotica porn? And and obviously right. you believe it's not. So where's the fine line between erotica and porn? And 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 how do you stay within that boundary in writing? Because we went from beach to 10 years later, um, I got 15 novels. I'm doing extremely well. Got a podcast that's up and coming. 
where where did that come from at 40 something years old and all of a sudden we're we flipped so, the switch so we we got into the the nudist naturist thing and there were a lot of opportunities in southern florida so we we started going to a lot of um uh nudist resorts and during the course of that and and this is where the you know trying not to make the story long um we did dabble in swinging and that was about five years ago. And um, I, we always tell people that we consider ourselves nudists and naturists first and swingers a distant second, but we did it. And I decided. So with you that, know, with Lily, that, because you, you left that there. I want to yeah. leave that. I mean, it left that hanging. I'm going to, I'm going to grab that for a quick sure. second. You left that hanging. So you said dabbled, right? You dabbled. That was the word you used. So obviously you're done. So is it, is it the, is it a comfort factor? Is it a security factor? I mean, what, is it a relationship factor where it's just introducing something that may not be positive for the relationship? I mean, I, and those are great questions. Those, so I, I, to answer that, my, my first novel is basically Lily and my life that led up to um, us getting into swinging and how that happened. And I wrote it because, and, and Lily and I talked about it. I, I was trying to figure out where this came from because neither one of us um, uh, had, you know, that ultra liberal kind of, you know, what you would expect people to have as a background who get into, who get into swinging or who try it. So I wrote the book. It was almost journaling. Um, well, I was about to say, what'd you do? Just say, baby, I'm going to write down our memoirs. I'm going to open up the diary and we're just going to put everything but our names in there. I mean. Well, no, uh, I, I also write, I write in other genres. I write science fiction. And okay. I so you've hitting, been an author for a very long time. For a while. Yeah. And uh, so my thing was I was hitting a writer's block and, and not able to get finished with the book I was writing. And, um, I, a favorite author of mine, I remember reading an article that he wrote about him getting in writer's block. Um, he writes military science fiction, and he said he um, switches over and writes erotica under a pen name, and it kind of loosens up his his thought processes. And I thought, you know, what the hell? Perfect timing. I'm thinking about this. We've we've been doing this for a little while now, and it's in, in my head, so I may as well write it down. Now I changed a ton, but my my thing was um, if it sells, I, I I didn't tell Lily that I was writing it, um, but, <laughs> but I changed oh, okay. so I I changed so much in it. Nobody would nobody would recognize us in it. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I decided if if the damn thing sells, we'll see what happens. You know, I'll tell her and tell her that it sells. So I put it out there and sure enough, three or four days later, it starts selling and it starts selling like, like crazy. So I go and I tell her and I give her the book to read. And she said two, two things after she read, she's like, oh my God, that's our life story. <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody's really going to know because I've changed enough of it up, but that that's that's us and she said and the second thing she said was you really should have let me edit it because <laughs> she she's great at editing so um that 
since then, and I told her the book took off. Sales have been go- going like crazy. It's called well, the photographer's story. But but wasn't that like you know like one of those moments where I was like make or break in a relationship? You decided to write a book about your life and sex life, especially. And yes, you changed enough, but that was like, hey, baby, this has already been sold. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people have already <laughs> read this thing. Let me know what you think. I mean, that's I mean, see, and that's my wife, who's in the other room, would have slapped the hell out of me if not walked out the door. I mean, I would have been, I'd have been in some pain, my friend, some some serious pain. It was one of those things where I I didn't worry about her reaction at all. We 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 talk and we share everything, and you know, part of something you were getting to earlier about. Um, you know, are we out of swinging because of the, how it impacts a relationship and all of that? Um, we got into it after talking for a few years that, Hey, let's, let's give this a try. Um, writing the book. I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried at all about her being upset that I wrote it. Um, I was more worried that, that, that it wouldn't sell. And, and then I would have to tell her, okay, I wrote this pile of crap and nobody's buying it. And, um, deal with that end, but she didn't. She didn't mind at all. That's amazing. I, I'm sorry, but that's amazing, and it's just so much. You no, know, I mean, and I'm not totally conservative by nature, and I'm not totally like out there crazy by nature. Though depends on who you ask, but um, I mean, just you. You got ten years or so. I mean, my friend, and you're. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if I would have gone down that road, but that's just simply amazing. So you've had success at doing this. You're on your 15th book. You've been in the life for now how long? I'd say about, uh, well, six years now. So you were actually writing about it well before you were in it. I, I wrote the first the first novel shortly, probably eight or nine months after we got into the lifestyle. I mean, they, they were close together. That's just amazing. That is like crazy. So, so but we had been, we had been nudists before then. So no, I no. And sure. I understand that, but I'm saying you, you okay. wrote the book before you got into the lifestyle because before you were saying, I'm, we're just nudists and naturalists and, mm-hmm. but that's a big difference, you know, and then, you know, writing your life story and now you're in the life, no lifestyle. I'm not going to say full blown, but I'm just saying you're in the lifestyle for what you want to get from it and what part right. of the community you want to be part of. And, um, that is just absolutely, you know, uh, so did it, did it, did one thing lead to the other? It, yeah. I mean the, so I, I also do a lot of amateur photography and, um, Lily, Lily was posing for me and we did some nudes and we, we ended up selling those on fi- places like fine art America and other, other places. But, um, I, I, it, it was a long progression, many years of conversation, neither one of us trying to push or coerce the other into it, but we'd meet people as a, for instance, we, we made some friends at um, one of the nudist resorts that were into swinging. We never got, we never did it with them, but um, their advice was as a couple, always talk about what you're comfort levels are and why you would be doing this. Don't do it at, you know, don't, I'm trying to think of how to, don't do it for the wrong reasons. And <laughs> we've, we've met people who are, who are trying to get into it because their sex lives as a couple are terrible. 
And so one or the other is thinking, well, if I push my spouse into bringing other people into our bedroom, that's going to make our sex better. And you know, I was always, not. I was always skeptical about that philosophy. By the way, Kyle, your light went out, so you're pretty dark on one side. Sorry, I had that's my, okay. My other computer screen up. That's okay. Listen, yeah. it work. It works well. It gives you that kind of bluish hue. It looks really <laughs> good. But no, I mean, I was always very like taken back by that philosophy. If you're not good together, how are you introducing something else? going to make it better. I mean, it's almost like having a kid in the marriage because you're just tired of each other. You need something to bring you together. It's like, right. wait a minute, why would you, why would you do that? And that's, and that's what uh, these friends said. And others, as we got into the lifestyle were the, you know, had, had a similar philosophy and it fit with us that you don't do this. If there's, if your relationship is damaged or there are issues with it because it's just going, going to make it worse. And we've, over the years, we've met people who have destroyed their marriages doing this because one or the other for, as, as a, for instance, we met a, a, a guy from, uh, I think he said he was from Tennessee and um, he was telling us that his first marriage broke up because his wife pushed him into swinging and all she wanted to do was be with other women. And then he was left as a wallflower and it, it finally, you know, he, he just had had enough and, and ended it. Um, but that, you know, he knew going, he knew before they even got into swinging that their relationship was on the rocks, but he, you know, like you, your kid analogy, he thought, well, this might save the marriage and and it won't. I mean, it just that's, won't work. Yeah. That's just absolutely something else. Well, man. And so a part of why I started writing more and um, Lily and I do the podcast, we promote authors who take a sex positive approach to life. Um, and, and we do, we take that approach ourselves that, um, that you maybe you should also for me. everybody else though Kyle describe what you consider the definition of sex positive to be something that is uh, uh, uh having a a, a a good sex life between two consenting adults where you're doing things that are not hurting yourselves or each other um and and by hurting I mean you know mentally physically and, and and I know somebody out there is probably thinking, well, what about BDSM and the whips and the chains and that? I was kind about of to stuff, say, I mean, that? really, that's a that's a really open ended saying because what you know, what me and you what would consider positive, um, might be totally different. Now you're saying whatever you're both consensual with, but you know, there are some people who would go a lot further than you and your wife, and that's sure. positive for them. Right, and if it works for them and it's not hurting others, then I don't care what they do. Um, but but for, for us, it's taking a, a healthy approach and everybody's going to define it differently. Uh, you know, you, we, we, you titled this uh, about erotica and porn. Is erotica porn? Yeah, right, exactly. And one of the things I was going to say is um, if you go back to the 60s, a Supreme Court justice was asked to define um, pornography. And, and I don't, not in those exact words, I think it was um, 
uh, some, it, they use different uh, phrase for it, but he said, I can't define pornography for you, but I know it when I see it. And it's been my belief for years that one person's erotica is going to be another person's pornography. Somebody's porn isn't even going to raise a needle for another person. So we all have to self-define. And where we draw the line is consenting adults and not doing harm. And here, here's, here's an example, I guess. Um, uh, if you were to leave the room right now, go next door and have sex with your neighbor's wife, and you don't, your wife doesn't consent and her husband doesn't consent. Is that wrong? Well, I, I guess when it comes to our marriage, it's absolutely wrong, right? But if, right. if someone, if I made a choice and now the person made a choice, I guess it's right by those people. And that's, that's one of the things I'm really trying to define. And that's why I don't like leaving things open-ended or sure. a very fine point. And I'll take the opposite approaches, you know, um, what, you know, what is it? It's different for every, every person. So I guess, well, I guess the best way that I'm thinking you're trying to say it is if no one in that community gets hurt. Right. So there's so four in people the in that community. As long as everyone's okay, then mm -hmm. it's okay. And in the example I gave you that uh, Lily and I have been asked a lot about, you know, is what you do cheating? And our response is no, because Cheating means you're breaking the rules and you're sneaking around behind somebody else's back. Um, what we do, we've defined rules, uh, things that we're okay with, and it's, it, it becomes hurtful if one or the other of us were to break those rules and guidelines. Like the, the example I gave you, to, to us, that is not a sex-positive approach, even though, even though you and your neighbor's wife may enjoy what you're doing you're ultimately harming your relationship and her relationship and you're hurting your spouse and her spouse. So that's not a sex positive approach. You may be enjoying it, but you're harming other people in doing it. So let's, so, so since we, I use the word community and, and that's pretty much what, what your lifestyle basically is, is a community because let's face it, it's not for the most part, around this country, it's not advertised, right? It's not, it's not put out there because there's a lot of stigmas that get associated, a lot of negative terms that get associated with some of these activities and things that go on, right? So, yeah. um, so talk about the community. So how is it as a community? Because it's got to be very, at sometimes awkward, like in life in general, where you may be at the lower end of the spectrum, but then, hey, someone joins that community, they're, they're a little, little bit more hardcore and at a higher, higher end of the, the spectrum than some people are. I mean, it's, it's got to be like any other community, but just not, I would say, just not advertised personally. It, it, it is, um, and there's varying degrees, and I think a lot of people don't get that. Um, there are a lot of couples around the country, and, and I'm saying this, tongue in cheek because we've met a lot of people who are very much like us who don't go to swingers clubs and you know don't go there there's online swinger magazines and um uh, meetup spots and stuff like that and there are people who do those things but there are even more who don't because it's not for them 
um, Lily and I went to a swingers club twice and we decided we're just not into the club scene. So, you know, sorry to my, my readers and everything, but, um, <laughs> you'll write about it, but <laughs> not for you. Well, and, and I'll, I'll write about, and, and honestly, I, I write about it in a positive way, but if anybody reads my stuff, most of it, you know, I, I steer away from that because it, it's not in my comfort zone, but we've met a lot of people who, um, take a long time to get into swinging with another couple. And it, it's like long-term dating, you know, only now there's four people involved or, or six people involved. Um, but there's whole, there are, you know, you, you, there are whole communities. Um, anybody really curious, do, do some Google searches and look, look for news stories. Um, CNN has done a ton Fox News, all the major news organizations have done a ton of stories. And without naming names, I'll say um, there a local news station did a story about an, I'm going to call it an elderly community in Southern Florida that has tens and tens of thousands of people there. And the swinging community is, must be vast, but <laughs> They, they go around with the shower loofahs on their golf carts and different colors tell people are, are symbols for different things that they would do as a couple. So, but the reason the story hit the, the local news is because they were talking about um, STD rates and that this community had the highest rate of STDs of any community in Florida. But that, I wouldn't say that would be, I mean, it, that wouldn't be, typical throughout the, the community though at large no because most people most people who get into the the life there, there are a few rules that pretty much everybody follows no means no so whether you're a guy or, or a woman if somebody approaches you and you say no i'm not interested then that's it no no harm no foul um pushing yourself on someone is 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 an extreme negative um, but also being using protected sex is a big deal, especially with anybody that we're with. Um, you know, that's, I well, know, I just, of thought, some I just thought in don't. general, it would have to be because again, like yourself and your wife and you no, know, obviously other people, you know, I mean, you're not looking to hurt the other people who wouldn't approve that right. is in your life. So obviously them hearing that you no know, an std circulating within you know it's it's obviously going to bring you know shame embarrassment and obviously highlight what's going on in your world so that's why i was always like under the impression it's like i i can't see it being rampant it's almost like everyone thinks like you no know, adult porn stars have like the highest rate of stds and everything and actually today because of how the industry is they're tested like all the freaking time all the time they have like lower rates than the rest of the country the rest of the world because they're tested all the time that's like that's like drug testing for them like court ordered drug testing like hey man you got caught <laughs> you're you pissed testing every every week every day you're mm -hmm. i mean so yeah i was i always have a very different perspective when i talk to people it's like no i i i'm actually the opposite i think it's going to be uh quite different in in that aspect and and i think um that goes to there being different layers and levels uh in in swinging or i don't need, i don't even know if i want to call it knowledge levels but 
this community, the people there just may not care. And, but if you go to any of the clubs around the country or in Canada, they're, they have very stringent rules about um, making sure that any, any kind of sexual contact is protected. So um, people who are into that know that and follow that as, as a general rule of thumb. I would imagine so. You know what the funny thing is, and I should have mentioned it up first at up front too, and when we originally talked, you know when I came across your name and I saw male erotica writer, and I was like, damn, know, know what movie popped into my mind? It's an older I, movie. I, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Was that one with Mickey Rock? Uh, Remember oh, Mickey Rock did that one? It was like in Cuba, wherever the hell it was. Uh, he was that hotel owner. God, I, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Havana? No, I, I don't know. I, I, I said uh, Havana, but I, no, he, he was really. I, I my I left my phone in the other room. Anyways, it was a hell of a movie. More on voyeurism, you know, in erotica than whatever. Like, but also he, you know, made her, you know, part the do games, and he wasn't. No, she wasn't realizing it was like all one big thing. But man, it was like that book, like that movie, like hit a bell, like. Man, that's like absolutely nuts. I remember that movie when I was like a teenager. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and that's, and that's, there, you know, I keep saying there's different levels to this. There are couples who um, just want to get together with another couple, stay with their spouse, but be in the same room and, ha and have sex in the same room. And, and that's all they would ever do. Yeah. Where is that movie? Mickey Rock. I want to look it up because I know you've seen it. Yeah. You have to have seen it. Not a huge movie person. You're not a huge movie person. This is like straight out of your genre, and you're telling me you're not a huge movie person. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be there. I mean, it was. I mean, it was, it was early stuff too. Um, if you haven't seen this, you gotta watch this. It's a like an oldie but goodie. I mean, you you talk just talking to you originally. This popped into my head like, oh my god, I can't believe I totally forgot that movie. Right. Now oh. I'm curious. Yeah, I know. Um, God, it was, it was when, where is it? I'm looking at it. But they never have everything chronological order. Was it Body Heat? Was it Body Heat? Uh, Didn't that have uh, Sharon Stone? No, that's not the one. This was a, a younger brunette. My God. I will I will find it for you and I will email it to you because I want to continue our conversation. But let me tell you, that was probably the closest thing I've ever seen to what I would think would be not porn, but erotica. erotica. Like I mean, it's pretty mm. much like softcore porn. It was like just fell short. It had yeah. a story, it had a plot, it had everything that I would expect would be in your book. You know what I mean? With the twists mm -hmm. and the turns and everything like that. I was like, oh my God. But it was visual. It was like, holy crap. When I was a kid, I was like, holy moly. I think that was one of the things that set me off in my exploration on a lot of stuff was I saw that movie. Like, damn, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was like, freak, you know? And um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Okay. So I, I, I'm not much of a movie person, but since you got on the topic, one of the most erotic scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie. Um, I, I think the movie was True Lies, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, she was dancing so, in the in the bedroom. He was sitting down there. Come that's, on, that's erotic. 
uh, I think the problem was the the comedy they threw in there, right? The comedic right. parts they threw in the middle of that whole dance and we were falling down. But I'm talking well, like playing with the uh, with the tape recorder. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, with the straight no comedic value, I will get you that uh, the name of that movie. Watch that for sure. Yeah. That I will tell you that will probably be like, yeah, that's probably the damn closest thing in video uh, format that we're gonna probably say that. Is, is the novel. And that's why I was so excited because I remember that movie. As soon as I was talking, I was like, man, I remember that movie. So mm-hmm. you've been in it. You guys have been in it. You're successful at it. you got a podcast now. So you're talking to other authors, but and you're talking about sex positive. So, I mean, it's not just other authors, though. We've had a, a chance to talk previously a little bit. So who else are you talking to? And, and uh, is it to expand your network? Is it expand your community? I mean, what are I, we, I, what's the goal? Uh, the the goal is to get people to understand more about the life not 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 to get into it not to expand it but to understand that there are a lot of a lot of normal people who are doing this that that you would be shocked if you knew like your your friends relatives or coworkers are into it so we've interviewed couples who are uh first timers and uh, they they've seen they've seen me on social media. Or they've read a book and they they get in touch. And you know we figure out they're legit. And so we we talk to them about why did you get into the lifestyle? You know what what were your steps getting into it? Um, we've uh, interviewed we interviewed a couple that um, are technically I guess you would call them porn stars too now. Um, that are we talking OnlyFans porn stars? Or are we talking like legit porn stars? Pornhub porn stars, <laughs> legit porn stars. You're on, yeah. on legit websites like actual pornography websites. Yeah, and and they, they they've been a couple. They the way they tell it, they've been a couple since they were were um, teenagers. Um, got into swinging and just kept going and got into uh, porn uh, after that or or along with that. And that is part of how they live the lifestyle is they just see the doing the porn as as another aspect of their swinging. Um, well, let me ask you a serious question on, on the opposite end of the spectrum. And and this is for you personally. And I'm not saying, you know, there's no no definitive answer today for you and your wife. But do you feel there's ever going to come a time where you're going to say, OK, I'm done. Like, this is just me and you time. I mean, or is this like something that is like part of your world, part of your life. And, and it's just, once it's there, it's there. It, it's a good question. And it's something that, that we've talked about to other couples as well. Um, we haven't done anything in years, in a couple of years now. And part of it is because, again, it goes back to making sure your relationship is a healthy one. Um, uh, you know, Lily and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like our sex life with each other is great, has been great, always was great. Um, so we don't have this need to go out there and, and add to it. We have enough fun as it is. Doesn't mean that, you know, we, we have some good friends that if the timing were right and things worked out that we wouldn't swap with them, but we don't, it it's not a it's not an addiction that we need to get into. 
I, I don't know if that's answering your question or not. No, it absolutely is. I mean, this is it's a choice, not a compulsion. It's it's something that right. these guys are, are choosing to do by choice. But you know, I, I guess you know, yeah. I mean, for you, it was just hey, we we've had our our fun in the past couple of years, and we just don't need to do it right now. And but it's not you're not saying it would never happen again. You're just saying that it's not right now. Yeah, it's not a it. We we've you know, again, everybody can do what, what works for them. But, um, my personal feeling is I've met couples who, who have this desperate need to put another notch on the bedpost. And that's, that's not, that's not us. And that wouldn't work for us. So, you know, we don't go there. And, and I've seen some of those couples break up because, um, I think they turn it into a compulsion, but I, I would also say, I know a lot of people in my very conservative professional life who've gone out and had affairs and destroyed their families when it it's found out, um, and then make up, try to fix it and turn around and do the same thing over again, because they don't, they don't know how to control it. So, so we're talking about couples though, but. I would imagine there's a lot of individuals who try to get into the lifestyle itself. I mean, um, yeah, a lot of guys there, um, there's a term out there right now, uh, unicorns and, um, women, single women who make themselves, who, who look for a couple to date. Um, and, and they all have varying reasons, but, I was just reading a story, an article one wrote for a uh, magazine and, and her thing was, she's not meeting any decent single guys. Um, she's cur bi-curious is the way she described herself. And um, she started dating other couples as, as a unicorn because it was, it was a safer experience for her physically as well as, as emotionally because she knew she wasn't there to take the place of either one of them. But um, as I read the article, she's got um, one couple that she's a regular girlfriend with, and they'll, they'll, you know, go out on dates and things like that. But, um, but I do think there's probably more single guys out there. And so it's more, it is, it is, gender bias in your opinion that's mostly a male when it's in a, it's an individual thing i i would i would say so but i think that the uh, the number of women single women out there is definitely growing um a couple of the we as i said earlier we describe ourselves as nudist first and and do the swinging second we've gone to nudist resorts where they follow um the American Association of Nude Recreation, which is, you know, there's no public displays of, of they've been around since the 40s or 50s. <laughs> Never um, heard of them, but okay. <laughs> but, um, their, their rules and their guidelines, basically, if you go to a resort that follows them, they call themselves, they don't want any public displays of affection or any, any overt sexual or covert sexual activity going on. I mean, whatever you do behind your own closed doors is fine, but Lily and I have been to places where they follow those guidelines, but um, they'll, they'll allow singles to come in 
and she's been hit on by single guys. And, you know, we uh, try to, we, we rebuff that. I mean, we're not into that. So, but much more than we've seen single women at those at clubs. So let me ask you a question because obviously a lot of writers got to do a lot of research on their topic. So it must be very difficult for you with a lot of new, you know, a lot of new terminology coming out. I mean, how are you going to, you know, like for instance, one of the terms that I recently came by was hot wife in which I totally do not agree with, but I mean, some of this new stuff coming out, I mean, it's even got to throw you for a loop. I mean, and if you got to write about it, I mean, how the hell are you going to do research on that topic? So yeah, Lily and I have talked about this because one of the one of the big things that's out there right now, and um, I, I have a I won't write about it, but the the pseudo incestuous stuff. If you look at some of the uh, top one top fifty erotica books, they they're they're like stepdaddy and daughter. You know that that's the that's the theme, and I just find that kind of creepy. So but they are incredibly popular and is there a reason selling... for that though what's, what's your opinion I, on that i mean just again we're saying your opinion we're not saying fact here we're just saying your opinion on that i i do think that more and more people are looking for um i think you know our society in general i think is always looking for something to get overly emotional about, you know, whether it's the, the, the news, they want to pick a story and just get super angry about it. But for me, I think that there are a lot of people who just want, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, I'm kind of at a lot, I'm a writer and I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm thinking I, more I, like a risk junkie. Like they, they already went to a certain level. They got to sure. take it to a second level. They got to take me to really be excited. I mean, like maybe they're kind of less on that, that path of, I want to say self-destruction, but no. Adrenaline junkies no or, or, or uh, yeah, it's like any, to me, and I'm trying not to, to come across as, as negative, uh, overly negative on it, but I think. I think I think you are, should have an, an honest opinion on it. I mean, if there's an, if there's something that you, as a writer, as someone who lives in the lifestyle, and I'm not saying you live every part, and neither have you, so I'm not sure anyone who ever watches this, there's no insinuations here, but you who participates where I don't, right? I mean, I think would have the um, right to have, I'm not going to say a more valid opinion, but I would say a more experienced and intellectual opinion than even I could have. So I've I think you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah. Well, and I've had debates with other authors about this, this very thing, because to me, those books um, are, are not sex positive as I define it, because they're really setting up a situation where somebody who's in a authority position is somehow using that authority to um, take advantage of, of, in this case, the stepdad taking advantage of the stepdaughter, but um, and to me that is not a long-term positive relationship. I mean, it can't that can't end well. So, I don't know how you can define that as as a a positive or a sex positive um, topic. Well, I guess. I guess the only thing I have to say, and it's not that I agree or disagree here. Again, I have no say in this, but 
is it is it because you feel that it's laying the foundation for people to let it roll over into their real life and not keep it a fantasy life? I mean, everyone's got dark secrets or dark desires, or I mean, mm. not everyone is pure and innocent. We're not. It's pure. That I means we're human nature. We all have something. No. Yeah. And 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 that's all there is to it. But I mean, is this is this something that you're afraid in like today's society? Like if they start reading this stuff, that it's not going to be left to fantasy anymore. I, I yeah, I mean, I think there's an element of that because I I do believe that it's it's an you know I, I've the authors I've talked to who write about it say they're just writing about fantasies and it's not reality and it's not this and that and I get that and I'm not saying stop writing it but I I'd much ra- I, I'm I'm throwing a precautionary note out there that it's a little unnerving that these those books are the most popular things out there right now and i'm wondering what that says about our society that we have a lot of people who are fantasizing about um that kind of situation where somebody in authority um takes advantage of somebody younger than them even though in the books so amazon has a rule that you can't you can't write about you can't be overly overtly incestuous that's why the stepdaddy stepmommy thing comes in um but they they also have a rule about you can't write characters having sex that are under 18. so we've you know i've also seen a lot of the books where they're borderline you know teacher having sex with student but the students are over 18 so it's okay um <laughs> college student that's all right right well the, one the one the the author i was talking to uh the the kid just turned 18 and now he's going to a a finishing school and his one of his tutors at the finishing school is in her 20s and you know has has her way with him or the the flip side is he has her his way with her um to me it just it, to me, it doesn't feel healthy because it's and and you know you said for I, I, me I'm for gonna, my I'm opinion. Gonna say, I, I'm going to say I'm not saying healthy, but I mean, I was a kid and I remember having some teachers who were younger in their twenties going, mm, "Damn, I mean, sorry." Even me as a man was like, mm, "Damn, I mean, I would if I could." So been there done that but okay so but, but <laughs> what would what happens to that teacher if they actually carry through with it oh no i'm listen i'm not saying like it happened or whatnot have you i'm just saying though for a writer writing it and about fantasy you know i'm saying that to me that seems a little bit more like authentic human nature you know especially on the, you know on the male sides you know who's going after the teacher type of situation i mean shit i was not even 18, I looked at some of my teachers, like, you know, substitute teachers that would come in and go like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> no. and, and that's, you know, and I don't, I, I'm not telling those authors, stop writing what you're writing. But for me, you know, you asked me personally. Yeah. I, I find an issue with that because I guess I do, I do look at the underlying motivations and, 
you know, my, I, and I understand people would look at some of what I write and go, oh my God, I can't believe he's writing about that. And, you know, oh my God, I can't believe he and his wife may have done those things. Um, I get that because we all come at it from different perspectives, but I stand by my beliefs that sex positivity is doing things that do no harm to consenting adults. I, I guess I'm just looking at it from the fact that when you say consenting adults and, and you no know, situations, I mean, first off, I look at it and I guess because I've not never been in the lifestyle like you, so I have a little bit more of a skewed perspective and I fully admit that I've, I haven't experienced what you've experienced to understand what you understand. But for me, I mean, if I looked at it from a book, the first thing I'm going is, you know, did the author really do this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. right. I'm not, I'm not thinking that I'm either, it's a great book. It's a bad book. Or there are some books I've read going like, like this is a lot of detail for a book that's supposed to be fantasy. Like this is like mm -hmm. a lot of detail. And we're not talking dragons and knights and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, you're talking like, wait a mm -hmm. minute here. I'll give you that. There are some head scratchers, but for the most part, I mean, I'm sure the people picking up your books until they talk to you aren't thinking that you and your wife are, I mean, I didn't know it until you told me. Yeah. So I wasn't uh, thinking that Kyle Cannon and Lily Cannon were out there on the swinging scene, hitting the clubs back in the day and uh, started off on nudist beaches and still doing swinging their thing. Listen, even I didn't go there. So I don't know if that perspective of, everybody's looking at it and I can be pretty twisted in my thinking. That's my wife. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's why we get along, but I mean, well, I she's listening right now, right? Absolutely. So. I don't hide anything from my wife. She's Mexican. If I hide anything, she'll slip my throat in the middle of the night. Absolutely. Uh, and then she'll cross the border and I won't, no one will get her. So I'm, I'm screwed either way, but regardless of the fact, um, no, I'm, I mean, I know I'm twisted in my thinking, but again, I don't try to make the, you no. Know, first bad assumptions when I'm talking to people that, Hey, this book or this person, um, I got to give, uh, people a chance to prove me wrong. Right. Oh, I, I, I don't, unless you're telling me, that. you know, some author's secrets that we don't know about. Uh, I may know a few authors. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. But, well, and I'll say this, um, a lot of the authors that we've interviewed, um, don't, don't live the lifestyle. So their, their writing is fantasy based, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that'd be me trying that, to write what you do. Totally fantasy. Absolutely fantasy. Never been to a nudist beach. So if my story were started out in a nudist beach, absolutely goddamn lying. <laughs> now I never said I never went skinny dipping or anything. Just never hung out on a nudist beach, you know? Yeah, well, and and for me, I, I I could not have written this if I hadn't experienced it because, you know, especially now in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't know what the hell to say. I I just, you know, I I wouldn't know what to write. Um, but I think you know, listening to some of um, the people who've read my books, the fact that I've experienced it lets me write in a at a depth that others can't. And I'll give myself credit for that. I, I, 
I can get into the story more. I can get into the feelings of the characters more um, because I've actually been there and experienced it. Um, jumping back a little, the one of the the big things, right? The the taboo taboo writing is real popular right now, and that that would be the the daddy figures and the the teachers and that kind of stuff. It, yeah, but taboo is a very general term. There's a lot of things, is. depending on society, could be taboo, depending what part of society you're in. I mean, it could be interracial is taboo. It could be, you know, um, gay is taboo. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be considered taboo. And I think, and the funny thing is, and, and maybe this is a interesting way to go with this, but um, 10 years ago, I would say, interracial and other things like that would be considered taboo 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20 years ago. Now they're nothing. So you're saying I'm showing my age. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, listen, listen, I understood saying going into that. I'm just saying, I know back in the day, man, taboo was a very general term. I mean, very yeah. general term. And I so, think the term changes with the times. And I think that's, that's part of the uh, issue with trying to define or explain what is erotica and what is porn, because what what I use men's magazines back in the eighties and nineties, like Penthouse Hustler, that kind of thing, they could not show penetration. That was just ver forbidden. You couldn't right. do that. Right. But. Um, but what they were, but they were still considered porn magazines. Um, I I saw something the the other day that kind of made me chuckle. Through the '90s, they pushed that barrier, and until by the '90s, and then the internet came around, so who cared? But they were showing penetration in the magazines in the '90s. Yep. And so they had pushed that bar for pornography much further than it had been. Um, the article that I was reading went, went through like the history of, of the men's magazines from the 60s on and really kind of drew a line at 19, I think there was a Hustler edition in 1992 that showed penetration or something. And or that changed everything. And, and, and they said everything prior to that should be called erotica because it, wasn't showing the actual act it was implying everything but after that point there was no implication in, anymore it was close-ups of genitals and that was that was it and there so, are so since you said that let me ask a question because you're the author and you made that statement so let me ask you a question so do you believe anything shy of penetration is erotica Um, I, I would, I would lean in that direction. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. We're not going to we're, we're make it very clear. We're generalizing. Yeah. We're not saying anything that includes serious pain or, or, or hurting people mm -hmm. who don't want it. I'm just saying like, do you feel that? So for instance, strip clubs are erotica. I would say, yeah, I would agree. So then what's burlesque dancing? I would also consider that erotica. But one is but, more of a definite extreme situation because burlesque absolutely. does not show no the areas where if you can go to a strip club where it's top and bottom, you can see everything. Mm -hmm. 
So again, I mean, that's, you're saying, so there's two extreme forms of erotica right there that you're saying falls under the, that category. Yeah, I, I think you have to have a zone. And, and I, I fully believe that somebody could come up to me and say, and make the argument that, well, burlesque is, let's call burlesque artistic erotica. You know, they could come up with their own thing because they're not showing, like you said, they're not showing everything, but then strippers, we just have to call that pornography because everything's on display. I, I, I would support somebody having that as, as their opinion. It's not my opinion. Um, for me, porn happens when there's sexual penetration, call it. So I guess basically what we're trying to really say then is erotica is primarily any form of seduction. Sure. Yeah. Teasing. In, in any facet of the form. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, you talked about strippers. I'd, I'd throw the full term striptease because any, anything like that, I would consider to be erotica. Um, and some of it may appeal to some people and other, other things to other people. Um, you know, that it, it's, it's, it goes back to what I had said earlier about the Supreme court justice. I, I can't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. And to me, I just take that to mean that you have to define it yourself. And my definition, I tend to keep it pretty loose. Okay. So I guess, I guess, you know, where, where we really got to, we haven't really talked about, but we've kind of skirted the edges on is, so if someone's listening to your, this right now, right, whether it's the live replay or, or whatever have you, um, and they're interested, like, where are they supposed to go to learn about, le legitimately learn about, or I would say get their real education by starting, start getting involved in these type of communities, because again, your community is not something that's widely advertised. It's not really out there. I would, I would argue one of the previous things that we were talking about, which is those swinger sites and whatnot have you, um, those to me would be more of long or short form of cheating sites. Honestly. I yeah. Mean, let, no, I, I would agree. My, th so I'm going, going to assume you're talking about someone in a relationship. Actually, you know what? Let's run it both ways. So if they're okay. in a relationship, you, you definitely, I, by talking to you, I'm assuming right now, and, and we know what assume means, but regardless, first, first things first is we have to have a serious heart-to-heart -heart with our partner, come to a mm -hmm. true understanding, and then have a set defined rules is by what I've gotten from your conversation. That's that's step one. I hit the know your know your comfort levels. Do some research, and there is stuff out there. But the very first thing needs to be have that conversation with your partner. And we've I've had this conversation. I've had people who've contacted me and said, "How how do I get my spouse to do to get into swinging?" And my response is, "You don't. You know, talk to them about whether they might be interested in it." Um, you know, if, if you don't feel like your sex life is satisfying, why not, you know, find, find ways to make it more fun, bring toys into the bedroom. I mean, watch porn, 
Um, and that's actually, you know, some, I, I joked with other people about it, but if you can't watch porn with your spouse, then there's no way you can get into swinging. No, I, I fully believe that. I fully believe that. If you can't be at a comfort level going, man, this guy's got a horse cock or whatever have you. I, I, yeah. totally, I, I totally I totally get it. I, I 100% respect that. But I was waiting for your shameless plug saying, you know, you got to buy some of my books. You got to read <laughs> some of my books. I tell you in the books how you're going to do this. You were supposed to go there, but you didn't. Well, now that you mentioned it, um, no, most of my books talk about couples just getting into swinging. So I've got a, you know, I've got a series called um, Aaron's Erotic Adventures. It's about a couple that goes to a nudist resort and get into swinging. Um, didn't expect it to happen, but that kind of thing. Um, but it follows I, them through the journey? It does, yeah. And, and actually, and, and I started writing it because we'd met a, a few couples that were trying to get into swinging for the wrong reasons. So in the book, um, trying not to give away too much, um, Aaron's husband convinces her to go to a nudist resort. She doesn't want to, their marriage has been on the rocks, but she agrees to try thinking that it might help their marriage. They go to the resort and then he says, well, you, I've got to go back to work. I got called back to work. So you've got to be here alone for a day or two. And I just, that just seems like a bad idea altogether. <laughs> it, it, yes. And that's my point. And it doesn't, I, I mean, it, it, I, I like to write about strong female characters because I don't, I don't like victims. And maybe that's because my wife is a strong female character who, if anybody ever called her a victim, she'd rip their gonads off. But, um, but it, this is a this is a story where she starts off as as a victim, but then takes control of her life and basically says, you know, screw you. Our marriage has not been working. You know, it it. I don't want it's to actually empowers her. It it is. It it does. And she is shocked to find that it is empowering to her because of the way she'd been treated prior to that. So So everybody um, watching understand Kyle just said his uh Aaron Adventures is a how-to on how to begin. No, am I joking? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's a how-to on how not to if you want to keep your relationship strong. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Things you don't do. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, several of my books do deal with nudist resorts because, I mean, let's face it, getting naked is a good first step towards swinging. Um, and, and I'm able to kind of get right into the, the plot. But um, one of my more popular ones is, is a book called The Resort. And um, it, it's, it's something that Lily and I actually experienced. And it was it was fun writing it, but it's another. I turned it into a how a couple gets into it, and I spend a lot of time, not a lot, but I spend time talking about or having the characters have dialogue about what they're feeling and what they're thinking about their next steps. And would you do this? Could you do this? Um, I use it as a way to 
explain some of the, the, the basics of, of healthy swinging. And to me, that would be the couple talk and make sure they're going into it for the right reasons. Um, another, another big mistake is, um, uh, we hear about couples who agree that one would take one for the team. Meaning if you, if you go out on, if you go out with another couple and you, one of the, one of the partners doesn't want to be with the other person, they will anyway, because their spouse wants the other spouse. I mean, everything you talk about just seems like that's a really bad idea. Just coming out of your it mouth. Is. It just, it just sounds like, man, that's a, that's a really bad idea when you say it out loud. <laughs> It, it, it is, but there it, I'm amazed at how many couples get it, fall into that or get into that trap. Um, and it's because they haven't talked and figured out what the, you know, going back to our friends who did a lot of explained a lot to us. Um, this may sound stupid, but one of the things they, they um, their approach to swinging and, and kind of what Lily and I look at it as is it's it's like an ultimate the ultimate massage. We've gone to get massages before. Um, you know, I, I I avoid the jokes about the truck stop massage places with the happy endings, but um, it's it's not. I mean, you're not in it to fall in love with the person with the the other person. You love your spouse, so um, so is it more carnal? Or is it yes. more, it mean, means seriously, is it more like, you know, this is just human nature being human nature and not emotion, just raw pleasure? Right. Does your wife give you back rubs? When I ask for them? Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and our friends were looking at this as the same way, you know, your, your spouse may give you a back rub, but sometimes you may want to go to, a, a, you know, massage envy to get a deep tissue massage. It, it, your spouse may do just as good a job, but it's, it's having somebody different do it. Um, and I'm probably explaining this terribly, but no, I like what you said. It's, it's, it's a car. It's, it is a carnal thing. Um, we also have a lot of friends who are a lot like us that have very good sex lives with their partners and don't find a big need you know, sometimes you just want to, but, um, you know, if, if sex with your spouse is really good, then you don't have to go looking. No, I, I totally understand that philosophy and I totally agree. So, so let's talk a little bit about your show. So we said, we talked to other authors, but no, I've talked to a little bit. You have other types of people on your show too. I mean, it's not just yeah. authors. I mean, you even have people from your own type of community they're on there that do different things. So if someone wants to go listen to your podcast, what are they going to expect to find? Um, we, we keep it a variety. So there are a couple of shows where we've done excerpts from my books because um, Lily does narration. So um, 10 of my books are on ACX or Amazon Audible. So you can get the Audible version. Um, I, I would caution you if you get those, don't listen to them if you're driving in traffic because <laughs> um, I actually had somebody write me and say they had to pull over when they were listening because uh, they he, he and his wife were enjoying the story too much. But anyway. Um, so which one should me and my wife start with? I would start with the resort. Okay. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get that one off of Audible tonight. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Well, and I, I would also, if if you're into, I, I wrote two Halloween stories, um, uh, the Succubus Queen series, and <laughs> they're just to me they were like '80s campy um, horror films where the girls were always getting their boobs out. Yeah, I, you know, I could, I could, you can say anything you want about the eighty horror movies, but it was always sexualized. I mean, I think that kind of oh, twisted, yeah. that kind of twisted me and you and our generations. I mean, really, I mean, I, I don't know. I twenty just, minutes. Uh, I was going to say twenty minutes into any one of those movies, and there had to be at least one set of boobs coming out. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you watch them to begin with. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the problems with today is everyone. I think I think there's an overcorrection, you know, in, in how people look at things. Listen, it's real simple. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with sex or something being sexualized. I mean, honestly. And and I have a hard time when people sit there and say, Well, you're you know, you're looking at that woman and you're sexualizing her. Well, she's dressed nice, she's really looks good, and you know what? It's human nature. I mean, what mm-hmm. am I supposed to do? Close my eyes when I walk around? Am my wife supposed to say, oh, she doesn't look like that guy? I mean, he looks handsome. He looks hot. I mean, seriously. I mean, I think it's become such an insecurity that, you know, people just try to push it on other people. Listen, there are some, I mean, let's say there's, there's some men that are truly just absolutely sexy or handsome or whatever have you. Why do you think that we have these actors and everyone else and become the the sexiest man alive, the sexiest woman alive. Well, you know what? I can't understand why it's bad for me and you to sexualize something, why it's okay for magazines. Yeah. Right? It's okay for them to sexualize. Well, you know what? It really comes down to something really simple. If you have a problem with someone appreciating the way you look, you have the problem. It's your insecurity. Seriously. Now, half the time women dress up for women, they say that. I don't care what you say. You're walking around. There's men involved. There's women involved. We're all going to look. We're all going to have our our comments or our inner thoughts. And I really, I think the only thing that's, I think that separates you, Kyle, from from other people and and being in the lifestyle is just that, insecurity. Yeah, I would agree. And and I would also say, you know, what you were talking about just then, um, you you kept, you mentioned inner thoughts. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at a man or a woman and admire them, admiring them physically, um, at all. And, and I totally agree with you there, um, where I would draw the line are the, you know, the, the people who overly sex, like if a guy went up to a woman and just kind of looked her up and down and was blatant about it and making her uncomfortable, that's where I would draw a line. Or for that matter, a woman doing that to a guy. Um, although I don't know many guys who would object to it. So uh, I was about to say, I'm, 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 I mean, seriously, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't see that happen. But that's also, I think, a big problem, you know, with society of how we've, how we've managed with the media and whatnot have you to, to really change the purpose of what things are. First and foremost... You know, no God or or nature or whatever made us this way. We are supposed to look at people, whether you know when I have you, you know the opposite sex, and you are supposed to have those thoughts. Why? Because it's called human nature to keep 
humanity going. I mean, you want to procreate, you want to do this. If it wasn't given to you one way or the other, I mean, seriously. Now, obviously, there's control issues. I totally agree with that. But today's today's society, it's just like everything's no, everything's wrong. And, you know, you're uh, talking about something that just uh, jumped into my head. One of the things that Lily and I love about the nudist lifestyle is that there there's a complete absence of leering that goes on um that that overly sexual staring it just doesn't happen at most at nudist resorts i'm sorry but at least the first couple of times you gotta be looking i mean obviously you were with your wife for the first time i'm just saying in general i mean there's gotta be some looking i mean if you've never been there you're looking you're going to glance for absolutely but what what most people find who don't get who who, and i'll be honest i've never seen anybody kicked out of a nudist resort for this i've heard about it but um the the leering you know it, it it's almost like you walk through the you walk through the gates then you can't you just it doesn't feel comfortable to stare or to look at somebody you know like sexy woman walking by i'm going to notice her but i'm not going to stare at her as a you know one of the the running i don't know if it's the right way to call say it as a running joke but one of the um things that a lot of naturists would say is um eliminating bikinis at the pool eliminates a lot of over sexualization and and it's it's true if you go to most nudist resorts or clothing optional they they say no 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 suits at the pool and i can say you know from personal experience there are really attractive people at the pool but you lose sight of their physical and you, you know you if you talk to another couple you, you you get to know them a little better and lily and i joked the first couple of times we we went if we would have a conversation with somebody, our eyes were always chin level and higher. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of, it, it, it's hard to explain unless you actually experience it. No, listen, I, I, I get it. <clears throat> there's a, there's a little bit of a comfort factor or the, the, the um, want or need not to make the other party uncomfortable in that situation. So, I mean, if you're already uncomfortable at your first, time i mean you're really not looking to be like that idiot who's staring anyway i totally get it it's a I'm, mutual I'm, comfort thing too because you find a lot i don't unless you are a porn star with a you know porn equipment you probably don't want everybody in the world staring at your stuff i don't care i've never I, cared I, I, i've but, never but cared listen thing. i'm average i'm okay with it i'm i'm fine i've i've never had that 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 whole image thing i I just never have i don't i really don't care it's not about then you'd do fine at a nudist resort i probably would my that's why my (laughs) wife won't go probably but (laughs) but i i just i don't have those those body images now i'm not fit as i used to be i'm 43 i haven't done a lot in a while especially with the pandemic and i totally get it but at the end of the day you just do i really care about someone else's opinion more than my own I mean, honestly, I'm, I, but you know, I had a different upbringing, you know, so for me, it was, you know, 
I guess maybe a little bit more mental toughness. I've been told no more in my life and overcome no more in my life. So I don't know when other things don't bother me. Never have. Never have. Mm-hmm. I, I've just always, always been like that. When I went to a martial arts school, um, I was in Florida. City of Bel Air gave me a contract and they tried to rescind the contract. And I said, well, then I'll just sue you. And they said, well, then you have to have an instructor here every day you're supposed to be here. So for a year, I paid someone to go there and sit there for a year, twice a week <laughs> to sit there. Yep. paid them. I didn't care because I was going to sue them. They, they, you weren't going to tell me no. I made it up to the instructor. We had no uh, side time for each other to make up for his thing, and I paid him for his time. So he went there, practiced mm-hmm. on his own, and then we had our own sessions. But I, I, I just one of those guys. When you tell me no, I'm going to find a way to do it. There's, I don't take no very, very well. Not to have a problem with authority. It's just how you present the word no is doesn't work well for me. So I've I've always had those those different issues. But like I said, I'm a little twisted. I've already mentioned it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So I guess what we need to do here though is we probably need for people to start looking at at you, get your books. I mean, really get into this. And I think what we need to do Kyle is let this video simmer here with people. Yeah. And um well, I, think- I, I would say, uh, sorry to interrupt, but nope. you know, cuz I haven't been plugging my myself probably enough, but, uh, go to Amazon, look up Kyle Cannon and you'll go to my author page and you can see all the books that I've written. Um, I have my, uh, Kyle Cannon fiction at gmail.com email address there. So I, I welcome people asking me questions or sending me comments about, about my books or just anything. Um, my website is, uh, kylecannonfiction.com. Uh, you can go there or uh, Lily and I have a podcast called uh, Speak Seductively, and we are on all the major um, hosting sites right now, or at least 10 of them. Well, I definitely, like I said, I'll make sure you get plugged. Um, we're good. doing the live one now. We're recording it, but I definitely will be doing a new intro to tomorrow, and I will definitely be plugging you and making sure the description's in there. But what I'd like to do is absolutely put the video up and uh, let's have everyone who's listening, because again, this also goes up on the podcast and who isn't watching. Well, let's get some comments. Let's get some feedback and let's get that stuff to you. And then yeah. maybe depending on the, the feedback we get, we could you know, follow up with a, a good second show where we've got you answering you no know, audience questions. Right. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. It'd be fun. I may even try to get Lily involved. Hey, more the merrier. So what I'm going to do is we're going to end it here. We're going to, I want you to stick around for a moment and uh, we're going to make the magic happen after this. So thank you so much. Sounds good.